Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. Brought to you by Blue Sky Business Consulting. We discuss five questions in about 15 minutes. Hello again, everyone. Glad you can join us for another episode of the Team Engagement Podcast. We are excited to have Rowana Mead. She is the CEO of Synergy Technical, and she is joining us from Richmond, Virginia today. Ro, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on the podcast. What would you like the audience to know about Synergy Technical? Uh, yeah, so I am Ro Mead. I am the president, CEO, and founding partner of Synergy Technical. So it started with just me. So, you know, when you're thinking about your audience, I, I understand the, the challenges of growing an organization. Uh, Synergy Technical is a technology consulting firm that is headquartered in Richmond, Virginia, although we do work in all 50 states, and we have worked in over 70 countries at this point. And we are coming around on 12 years old, so no longer a startup. Wow, I, I should say so, no longer a startup. What exactly do you do, or do you not get into that too too deeply at this point? Uh, we do all kinds of technology consulting. So we are focused on the Microsoft stack of technology primarily, so all things Microsoft Cloud. We are also a managed services provider, so if you need IT help and you want someone to run your IT for you, we can certainly do that. Our smallest customer has two employees, I think, and our largest has about 15,000. Wow. So we, okay. everything so, in between we can do. Nope. No company too small, no company too big. You can cover yeah. it all. And, you know, the great thing with us is we treat everyone the same. If you're a five-person organization, you get the same love and care that a 15,000-person organization does. So. Oh, that's wonderful. And I believe you. I think you are that type of person that would lead a company that would say they're all important. So love that. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started with our questions then today. Now, Ro, as you've been building your business, is there a challenge that you've overcome that you're especially proud of? Um, yeah. So uh, again, our business is headquartered in Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, uh, it, the Southeast in general is a very conservative market. And I don't say that from a political standpoint, although some say that it is. But even from a technology standpoint, it's it's very conservative. So traditionally, this market has been a little bit slower to adopt new technologies than, say, the West Coast. You know, when we think of the West Coast, we think of the Silicon Valley and, and all the great startups and things that have happened. Uh, so when I founded the business, I founded it on the premise that the cloud was the future. And this was 12 years ago. So people were just starting to talk about the cloud. And I really felt like this was the next big thing. Um, so founded the business in Richmond, Virginia, started marketing around the Southeast and really couldn't get anyone to, to bite and want to use such future looking technology. Um, and it was really, really a struggle. I mean, there was a good year where we were knocking on doors and just no one wanted to hear the story at all of why we thought this was important. Um, so as a management team, we really came up with the idea that we're going to market outside of Virginia first. We're going to market to the West Coast, even internationally. And what we ended up doing was building a really big, great, viable business and then turned around literally eight years later and said, okay, now let's start marketing to the Southeast, which may be really ready um, and, and hit it hard and we're super successful. And I, I think that had we really gotten discouraged that first year, 
and, and not come up with an alternative strategy to build the business, we just wouldn't exist. I mean, it, it just would have happened. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty proud that we, we had the fortitude to, to continue to, to keep marching on. I love that. You said a couple of things that really caught my attention. First of all, that obviously the, the importance of perseverance and hanging in there, but you were also willing to kind of look in a little bit different direction and by going outside of what normally would be, hey, start local. But you had the intuitiveness to say, let's consider a different approach. And yeah. I I love that. So there's a couple of great tidbits in that first response there. So fantastic. Well, let's go to the next question. Question number two, how can leaders of either a company or a smaller team, how can they help create and foster a culture of creativity within the company? I, I think there's a few things. Um the first is there's no wrong answer, and I, I think you you really have to have to approach it that way. Um, we every initiative that we have is cross functional. So whether we're working on a sales proposal or uh, maybe a new product launch or even you know uh, something internal, we always involve people from different organizations with different backgrounds, and I think what that does is enable people to kind of bounce ideas off of each other and be more creative and make sure that everyone is part of the solution. And it just naturally is when you, when you've got people from diverse backgrounds, both, you know, from a life perspective and from a business perspective, you're going to get just a really great creative solution. And there, there truly is no wrong answer. I mean, I, I know people say that all the time, but that's the God's honest truth. There's no wrong answer in our world especially when you're talking about technology. You know, there's a lot of ways to solve a problem with technology. So we're really focused on on involving lots of people in solutions. And I think that helps tremendously. Oh, I agree completely. So I, if I were to summarize it this way, a diverse perspective or a diverse perspective is what yeah. you are always seeking after and getting a lot of different input. That is such a great thought for all leaders to consider is how do I include everybody? Because everybody's perspective can have some influence on the outcome and on the decision. I love that. Well, not only that, but it makes everybody think like an owner, which yes. is not, you know. Great point. Great point. All right. Well, question number three, how can leaders, again, how can they help their employees learn to trust each other? You know, we really had to do that because we we bootstrapped the organization. So there are no external investors. We never have taken out a loan, nothing. So we had to have everyone really work as a team and collaborate as a team to move things forward. Um, I think there's a lot of things that you can do around that. Um, we have this crazy thing that we do and it's it's gonna sound insane. We give out virtual tacos. Everybody loves tacos, right? So we give out virtual tacos and virtual tacos are given publicly on our on our intranet um, when someone helps someone else get something done. And so maybe somebody's working on a big proposal or they're working on a big project and someone else dives in and really helps them. That, that person that got helped has the ability to give a virtual taco, which is a very public acknowledgement of this person helped me out. And then at the end of the month, we take and the individual who's gotten the most virtual tacos, we publicly celebrate them. And say, hey, you're you know you're the taco award winner, and we always find a, a gift that's taco related that has something to do with with what they like. So you know we've got a, a woman that 
collects charms. And so we got her a taco, a little gold taco charm for her charm bracelet. And the, the funny thing about this is these virtual tacos, which really are nothing other than a taco symbol, have become just this coveted thing that everybody works towards. And the only way you can earn them is by having another team member trust you and say, hey, you you got my back on this thing. So it's crazy, but it is incredibly effective. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love that idea because you've created a culture where, first of all, you're rewarding collaboration and helping and, and serving. And yes, they are doing it in a sense to get a taco, but it is a virtual uh, gift. So there isn't as much of a, of a of a greed to it. It's just simply, hey, let's have some fun here doing this and let's all work together. But I love that idea. And it's such a great concept. And so that's another great takeaway for all of those watching or listening is to uh, think about how you can do something fun to uh, reward people for collaborating and trusting each other. So and that's it's great. really not expensive to do. It's virtual. <laughs> yeah, it's virtual. Exactly. Oh, I love it. Uh, I think that's such a great idea. All right. Question number four. Uh, Ro, I'm sure that this has never happened to you or as you've been growing the business, you've run into a setback or what we might call a failure, but how can, or maybe you've got an experience where you've turned a, a perceived failure into a win? Yeah. You know, as I was thinking about that question, I don't know that I can tie any one thing as a, a major failure. That doesn't mean that we haven't done things wrong because we certainly have. Um, but, you know, for us, we can be quoting on large projects and the technology that we work with a lot of times no one's ever done what we've done before so we're we're crafting a technical solution that we're kind of figuring it out on the fly and what can happen is we're if we're working on you know a proposal that could easily be a couple hundred thousand dollars to a million dollar proposal it takes a lot of people and a lot of effort and a lot of research and a lot of of crafting to come up with what the solution is going to be. So it's a tremendous investment for us. And sometimes we don't win. Sometimes we lose those things. And it's really easy to look at that and say, wow, we really screwed that up. We failed. But the reality of that scenario is we've, the team involved has learned something new. They've learned some new technology. They've come up with a new solution. And so they've got that ready to go for the next time that maybe it's a better fit. Um, so while, again, it's not necessarily a failure, it would be easy to perceive those things as failures. But in reality, they're just opportunities to to learn something new and expand our tools. That is such a great point, because that really is. And I, and I hear that a lot from from people that have experienced um, some failures or setbacks. That's sometimes the word I prefer to use because yours, you're right. It's not really a set. It's not really a failure. But. Obviously, you want to win the the contract. doesn't quite work right. out, but I love that you guys are taking a look at it and saying, okay, well, what did we learn though? And now what kind of a new service or product can we have for someone else or an existing client? And if nothing else, you've speeded up the process. So you've sped up the process. I'll use correct grammar here. You've sped up the process so that if you have a similar opportunity in the future, you can go a lot faster on that proposal. So there's a lot of good things that come out of that. Oh, I think that's right. great. All right. Well, Ro, our last question. Tell us a little bit about your first job. So I'm going to date myself here a little bit. <laughs> My very first job was when I was 14 years old. And, you know, we didn't have cell phones back then. We had phone books back then, you may recall. I had a job where I had a list of phone numbers that I needed to call and they were in consecutive order. 
and I was selling, remember those coupon books you used to get that had all the coupons for all the different restaurants and whatnot? I sold those. Um, I would say out of, you know, making 200 calls a night, I might get three people to answer the phone and one might actually talk to me. Um, I lasted for about two weeks because I just couldn't take the rejection and being hung up on all the time. But that was my very first job. Wow. How about that? That's a, that's a, that's a tough one to crack in on, on something like that. I still, you know, it's funny because it's so long ago now, I still think about how painful that was. The, it, it's the first cold calling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's well, calling. I, I remember those days. That's for sure. I, yeah. Uh, I, I think I've got a few years ahead of you, but uh, nonetheless, I remember the day. Not many. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ro, again, thank you so much for taking time out of your sure. busy day to join us on the podcast. How can people find you? Sure. Um, the best thing to do is to go to our website, which is www.synergy-technical.com and hit the contact us. And people can get to me very easily that way. Fantastic. Very good. All right. Well, thank you again, everybody, for taking time to watch or view the podcast. We always appreciate your joining us every week for new information on how we can lead teams and uh, be better leaders and be better entrepreneurs and business builders. But again, Ralph, thank you so much for joining us. And I wish everybody a great day. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. We also invite you to follow or subscribe to our podcast wherever you may be listening or watching. Is your business thriving? Go to tbs-score.com to find out. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great day.